Welcome into the Dad Verb Podcast, where we chat about parenting from the lens of a dad. Today's a very special episode because if you're watching on YouTube, uh, we're here in person. I'm with Ben right now. Yeah. We're is... actually physically in the same room, which is a little weird. This is, uh, <laughs> we talked about this on the last podcast, but this is actually the first time, not the first time right now, but the first time we've met in person. Right. Uh, other than just like on the internet, so right, yeah. So this is uh, so we're not with our, our normal microphones. We're not with our, our normal equipment here. We are. We've got a couple lav mics here. So if you're listening, uh, we apologize for maybe the lack of the quality. Uh, we'll be back to our normal studio setups uh, in the next episode. But yeah, we're really excited because this is yeah. uh, this is a rarity, and this is probably not going to happen for probably a long not, time. Not for a while. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> but uh, we're enjoying it. Uh, right now, we are in Las Vegas, and we are attending the ABC Kids Expo. So over the last couple of days, we've been able to connect with a ton of baby brands, just scouting out the newest, most innovative products that are going to be hitting the market or currently already exist. Um, and it's just been really fun to, to just find uh different products out there, get the test ones that are out there that we've been asked about, but we haven't really been able to play with in person. So it's just, it's a good opportunity for us to really get to know people in the industry, yeah. uh, connect with brands. And at the, that's what we've been here for. And it, it's been just fun, just getting to see each yeah. other, chat, yeah. converse. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I think this episode is kind of gonna be about the summary of the things that we've seen and experienced. We'll kind of get back to the, to the dad stuff, uh, the dad questions, dad experiences, because they've been fun topics that uh, we can get into there. But for this episode, we're just gonna chat about our experiences. Uh, yeah, it could be a little bit product centric, a little bit more about the experience of the, right. the event itself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, I will say the, the best word I can use to describe this expo so far is probably overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, there is so much stuff and so many big brands here. I mean, you have uh, Kiko, you have Newell Brands, which has a bunch of sub-brands underneath it. Maxi Cozy. Um, a Baby, Maxi Cozy, yeah. Cybex, um, and then a lot of new brands that maybe we hadn't heard of before, hadn't uh, you know done any work with, or some of the ones maybe we'd kind of forgotten about that, that are coming out with some really new innovative things. So we're kind of looking for like the best, the most surprising, and maybe some of the stuff that's like maybe a little iffy that's <laughs> yeah. coming out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, I know we wanted to talk a little bit about some of the trends that we saw. So what yeah. were some of the things that you saw that seemed to be kind of pervasive throughout the expo? So I, so I, I got to say, the show floor is incredibly overwhelming, right? Like there, it, there's so many booths, there's so many things, and we barely even hit not even like a fifth of it, like like not yeah. even twenty percent of the floor. Not so even close. So, but, but like kind of what we were able to see from a lot of the big brands that we met with. Uh, it seems to be like a lot of the trends that have already been pretty big in Europe mm -hmm. are now starting to make their way over here. Uh, and one of them are reclining infant car seats, which really I, cool. That's something that I'd never really seen. And all of a sudden I saw two, one from Peg Perigo, another from Cybex. Mm -hmm. uh, one's a German brand, one's an Italian brand, now starting to make their mark with that kind of product here in the United States. So that might be a trend that we're gonna start to see uh, in the coming years. But um, yeah, that's, that's really cool to see. I think that really kind of goes into this whole concept of, of kids not being, they shouldn't be in an infant car seat for more than like two hours. Right. So what you're able to do when they're in like a stroller or whatever is to adjust the recline and then put them in a different position. Yeah, and it seemed like the impetus for that was um, when we were talking to some of the representatives and some of their marketing folks that the 
one, this is something that's been available in Europe for quite a while. Right. Um, but the issue is kind of with our laws and the way we put things together, the regulatory and the way we test, standards. The regulatory yeah. standards yeah. Um, it's a lot tougher to get things like a reclining car seat in the U.S. Right. Which is kind of interesting because most things are not like that. Right. Um, right. Most things are our laws are a little bit more loosey goosey. Yeah, it's than funny other that countries. like yeah something like that where it's like it's hard to get it in the United States, but we here in the United States have. A bunch of products that are banned outside of the, of the U.S., <laughs> like the dyes and chemicals that like you can't get anywhere else. <laughs> so it's so funny that uh, a product that's already widely accepted, or a style of a product that's already widely accepted outside of the U.S., is uh, kind of yeah. now just those, now coming in. Those reclining seats for me, that was kind of the first time I've really seen one and put my hands on it. Right. Um, it is a really cool feature, and I think the idea behind it, as they were explaining, is most people are looking for kind of that mid-size, almost travel-type stroller. Yeah. Um, and they really want one system that they're not taking their kid in and out of. So, uh, for example, like an up a baby, you might have the bassinet, the car seat, the toddler seat, of all these different pieces. But especially when they're an infant, a lot of times you're taking them out in their car seat, and then to get them out of it and into another device yeah. is generally kind of difficult. So yeah. most parents aren't doing that. They're just taking them right out of the car seat or out in the car seat putting them in the stroller, leaving them in there, then back in the car. Um, so with this being able to actually recline the shell of the seat, it gives you a little more option, uh, keeps the baby more comfortable, allows them to get out of that sort of hunched position mm -hmm. and, and lie flat, um, and hopefully be in a little bit better posture while you're out running your errands or whatever before they're back in the car and back in that, that seated position where they're a little more scrunched up. Right. And it's uh, so that that is a pretty cool trend that we were able to see. And then another thing that really kind of started to pop out are rotating car seats. Mm -hmm. So that seems to be uh, a, a big search among new parents, or they're wanting that extra convenience. Do you, do you want to dive into that? What you kind of saw and what your yeah. thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah. So um, we did see a lot of, and you've kind of seen this trend in toddler seats, right? Convertible seats. There, they have uh, you know infant to toddler seats. So you've seen that kind of rotating seat. What we haven't really seen in the U.S. is rotating infant seats. Right. Um, but uh, Cybex had one. Um, I think Maxicozy had one, um, mm -hmm. where you are able to actually rotate the entire seat within its base. And I think even Cybex had a recline as well, where you could adjust right. the angle of the seat. Exactly. Um, really, really cool. Um, we were kind of talking through it, and uh, the woman we were talking to is like, you know, I've had three C-sections. I have a bad back. Right. It's really hard to get at the right angle to pull a car seat out. It, yeah. it, if you think about it, I mean, kind of the weight of the baby plus the seat, it is a fairly significant size to be able to reach in, twist, and pull it out. Right. Um, so be able to, to be able to just rotate the baby, get them right out without putting yourself in necessarily a more compromised position, mm -hmm. um, I think is going to be a big benefit to a lot of parents out there. I think it's so... It's a really cool thing. It, I will say, it, it's totally a first world problem. Like, yeah, it's, 100%. <laughs> like, and it's, again, unnecessary solutions for first world problems. After, but. <laughs> for sure. Uh, but, I mean, the convenience that it offers is really, it's amazing. Like, I wish that, like, we, we just had our, our third final baby. She, she just turned one. And I'm like, my gosh, man, it would have been so good to, have, like, have this stuff. Yep. And, like, just in the last year, you know? Uh, but these things are going to be coming to market. Uh, here in the coming months. Some of them are already in the market. But yeah, rotating car seats are a really, really cool new um, innovation. I, I wouldn't 
actually, is it like innovation? I mean, it's probably just a... It's innovative to us. It's yes. new to our market. That's a good um, way of putting it. You know, right. like we said, it's a lot of this has been available in Europe, but because of our uh, safety standards, they may not have been approved here. Right, um, right. So it's, it's been nice to see some of that stuff that we would not get our hands on in the U.S. kind of actually being able to come to market and be safe and improved. And I will say, especially on the Cybex side, mm -hmm. um, their car seats, the, the way they've cut the, the plastic shell yeah. for flow, for, for airflow. For ventilation, um, yeah. You know, I'm sure you sweet. guys have seen this, like, you know, you put your infant in the car seat and no matter how much AC you blast back there, you pull them out, like their back is hot. Yeah. Like my yeah, daughter yeah, yeah. is always sweaty when we take her out of the car seat. Yeah. And having that additional airflow may help alleviate some of that. So that was one of the cool things on top of the reclining, the rotation was just the designs of the seats themselves are starting to really um, adapt to some of the current materials, add some new materials in to right. make them a little more um, ergonomic and friendly to your kids' experience, not just right. your experience. Definitely seeing a big sustainability play too in the materials, like uh, much less, you know, chemical free, mm -hmm. as well as different types of fabrics that are uh, much, has, has much less of an environmental impact. So that's definitely something that we're seeing a shift toward as well because when it comes to like fabrics and, and, and that kind of thing, that actually, I think clothing, the, the fashion industry is one of the worst mm -hmm. when it comes to uh, environmental impact. Oh, fast fashion, man. Yeah, exactly. It's a really, really huge impact on the environment of just people yeah. buy stuff and throw it away or, yeah. you know, the chemicals the, impact, you know, the, the dye processes, it, you know. all that, yeah. It's, it's, it's bad. So when it comes to, you know, fabric and the seats and all that, uh, I think it's a uh, Bumble Ride is a brand that they've been using like recycled plastics for forever. So and that, that's a kind of like a, a part of their story. Everything is like I think like ninety percent of their strollers are are made of recycled material. So that's really cool. And I think that's a story mm -hmm. that's going to start kind of overarching across the industry as yeah. well. Right now, Ben and I are recording. It is seven twenty four p.m. and uh, we haven't eaten yet, so we're actually no, uh, <laughs> we're going to be ten thirty my time. Home, so <laughs> yeah, we're going to be going downhill fast. We sure. made reservations at a buffet because we're in Vegas and we're adults and we have grown up money, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we we get to do what we want. We also got turned away from the buffet yesterday because we. Oh, we did. I didn't think that you need a reservation for at a, a place buffet. where you can eat everything you want <laughs> until you like literally explode you wouldn't think you would need a reservation but it turns out you do bro we pivoted though we went and got sushi Ooh. at this uh place called yellowtail in the Killer bellagio sushi. yeah bro, we, ha we had sushi. pop rocks in our sushi yeah the crab pop rock roll which that threw me off but i liked it it was really good i did not that know what surprising. to expect they, they brought it over and it was like literally crackling i'm like yeah. can you hear that man <laughs> i put it in and it took me a second i like i'm eating it and i was like okay this sound tastes like a normal like kind of crab type thing and then i then i get a little taste of the sweetness from the candy yeah, yeah i wasn't was like sure if cherry I was gonna, pop rock right yeah. i was like i'm not sure if i'm gonna like that i actually did like it but it then worked. I get the tingle. Yeah, I'm like, it worked. Ooh. It was weird. It was like kind of gimmicky, but like it worked. It worked. <laughs> Everything it. else is amazing too. <clears throat> what was the beef one that we had? For the first time, I had oh. beef in my sushi instead yeah, of raw it was fish. A, it was a Colby, uh, like a Colby short rib roll that was a crispy Colby short rib roll. It was really, really good. That was probably one of my favorite things I've had. Yeah. Uh, and for, yeah, like one of the best <laughs> Sushi. One of the best things I've ever eaten. And what that was the last so thing good. that we had? It was a pretty standard, like, like the, it was like serrano pepper and tuna or salmon. The or serrano pepper and salmon, yeah, it was yeah. pretty standard. Pretty standard, the, but it was good. The kimchi Brussels sprouts are really good. Really like that, too. Yeah, so we, we kind of went all out for that one. That was a really fun mm -hmm. little pivot, unexpected, and we got to have a nice little uh, 
seat where along, like kind of next to the casino where you got the people watching. Really good people watching in Vegas. <laughs> There's so many interesting characters in Vegas. So uh, yeah, we're, we're gonna go all out before we, we head back to our respective homes. Eat a little bit of a, not a little bit, a lot of buffet. A lot of. Uh, and, then, and then we'll count our macros when we get home. Yeah. Uh, so, the Vegas no. macros don't count. Yeah, right, right. But um, yeah, uh, so the actual element of the Las Vegas, is, it's, it's funny though, because it's like, this is a very tame trip. We come here, we work, we scout out baby products, we eat food, yeah. we go home. That's yeah. it. Like, and then we, we edit videos, like, there's nothing extra happening. There really so. is nothing. This is like the tamest <laughs> Vegas trip. This is actually surprisingly also the least expensive Vegas trip I've ever taken. Right. This is like from hotel stay to like, because they're not spending anything extra. There's right. no nightclubs. There's no party. There's nothing. No, so it's just no. go look at baby stuff, edit videos, go to sleep, fly home. Literally, that's it. So is, it's kind of nice. If there's one but it's I weird it. looking at Vegas like that. Yeah, exactly. Seeing everybody else go through. The experience the, and the, the tall, Vegas the experience, drinks. Yeah. And, and there's like, they're all just like stumbling around and higher I am just like, yeah, I'm ready to I'm work, good, you know, so it's, uh, it's yeah, very different lens. But if I've learned one thing about Ben is that he's he's had some fun in his well, we've time. Had a, we've had a good time in Vegas. In Vegas. Yeah, we've had, <laughs> we've had, we have had a time. But <laughs> this guy's got some stories. Yeah, it's, but, uh, Vegas is, Vegas is cool for bachelor parties. It's cool when you're like in your 20s, but I've got two kids and I'm tired all the time. Yeah, and man. I could maybe do like a like a night, maybe two nights, like going real hard in Vegas now, but not anymore. It's yeah. it's doesn't. I feel like your perspective changes. Yeah, for sure. And it's not. I I don't miss it. It's not no. like I'm like oh I wish I could go to a nightclub while I was here. I wish I could like no. go out and rage. For I literally night. have zero I interest. Zero I desire don't to have, do that. No, I'm just just not my stage of life. I'm just I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. But um, when it comes to the actual ABC kids expo so like just pulling back the curtain a little bit as as a content creator for dadverb right this is a lot of people ask you know like when you got started like how do you get products and how do you start reviewing stuff well honestly it was just like we would go and buy it and then things that we liked which is mm -hmm. around the house you just review that stuff uh and then as you start to kind of like build up and, and try to like be a presence in the industry an industry that you like and you enjoy you want to start like learning more and, and getting more in-depth insights. So mm -hmm. you start coming to places like this or another thing within the industry is also called the, the JPMA show, mm -hmm. uh, which is the Juvenile Product Manufacturers Association. So, so um, you come to these places, really get to interface with, with brands, with people, and, and kind of learn about trends and what's coming up. Uh, so for me, I've done this a, a couple of times, a couple of years now, so I'm kind of, it's still overwhelming to some extent, but like you have a good, decent lay of the land. You know some familiar faces. For Ben though, for you, mm -hmm. what is your experience coming to something like this? And just like, I mean, you already said overwhelming. Yeah, overwhelming. I think there's there's so many brands coming out with so much stuff. I think what you start to see though is it's hard to, there's not a lot of places where you can go and see all these big brands side by side. Right. And so what you start to see is similar design cues, similar feature sets, similar, um, you know, experiences like how to unlock and lock a stroller. So it, a lot of what yeah. the difference is, is, you know, you think there's a huge difference between like Upper Baby and Cybex and Maxicozy and, and all these other ones. But right, yeah. really, once you put them all side by side, you start to see that like, okay, one may have placed a, a, like a brake lever in a slightly different spot or it might right. have a handbrake. One might have a slightly different fold. Yeah. But functionally, they're all very close. Right. 
It's just which one works best for your lifestyle exactly. and what you're trying to accomplish, which is, I think, where you get, like, you know, we got to compare, like, Peg Perigo right next to Cybex. Yeah. And you could see a lot of similar design cues, a lot of similar aesthetics, a right. lot of similar functionality. Yeah. But, like, how you got to that endpoint might be a little bit different. Exactly. There might be two triggers instead of one or a button here instead of a button there right. or a switch here instead of a switch there. Right. Um, but it was really nice to be able to get a good lay of the land of all these major brands and say like, what's working, right. what doesn't, what's new, is there really anything innovative, right. um, or is it kind of, you know, small tweaks on already good design? Exactly, and I think for the most part it's that. I mean, you talk to these salespeople and then they'll like kind of sell you on, you know, beyond the function, you know, like the brand story and all yeah. this stuff. But like for us, you know, as like as a dad, you know, who just needs to push baby from point A to point B, like what are the main differences here? And again, they're like really, really subtle things. Mm -hmm. I think the bigger differences are kind of like those lower tier, kind of like two, $300 strollers versus yep. the ones that we were kind of like looking at that yeah. will start retailing from like 700, 800, 900 right, plus. Right, right. And, and they're actually, they are, there are differences yeah. in like the quality of the build, the internal oh. mechanics of like, you know, the wireframe systems that are like built in to kind of like work the lever, like, uh, well, the, the pivoting feel. joints, the brakes, all yeah, that stuff, the feel like of the feel of it. it. There is definitely a premium feel. And even the, among like the single brand, if like, so Cybex has like their platinum brand, right. or platinum yeah. line, and then sort of their regular line. Right. And yeah. they might have two of essentially the same strollers, one in platinum, one in, you know, kind of their normal line. And you can feel the build quality difference and material oh, yeah. difference between each one, even though functionally they're really the same yeah and even from the same company right exactly exactly if you're watching on youtube the colors have have just shifted because it's starting to get dark and yeah it's getting it's dark we're using a window and now we've turned on some lamps so <laughs> color balance doesn't matter it's fine you're still getting the same information it, there you go good. there you go um so i want to touch on one of the other trends that i that i liked um so if you guys are following any sort of like mom accounts or are being marketed any sort of like baby stuff, you'll you may have heard the term beige mom, right? <laughs> yeah. So like the this idea of like the the Montessori toys, a lot of like wood, uh, natural elements, very neutral color palettes, clean, whites, browns, very, very clean, clean aesthetic. aesthetic. Almost like the very like kind of Scandinavian aesthetic. Yes, which I do. Um, I like admittedly. I, I really like it. Yeah. But that is a I think super prevalent this year. Um, you see, I saw one, two, three, probably six crib brands or kids furniture brands that were all following that aesthetic. Yeah. There were some major brands that were starting to push towards that aesthetic. Yeah, for sure. Um, there, it's really interesting to see that becoming the trend because you can see it's directly tied to this push for Montessori style education, yeah. um, neutral yeah. color palettes that people are really kind of fascinated with and decorating their kids room with. Like right. that's all coming into play right. with how they're designing their, and a lot of this is like in the really premium, that I would even call it like the ultra premium kind of high end products right. that are gonna be retailing it you know, a thousand, twelve hundred, possibly even more. Right. Um, you know, that that very very natural materials, woods, metals, uh, soft touch fabrics and neutral yeah. color palettes is really a big trend. Particularly like the wood. Like we're mm -hmm. seeing <clears throat> big brands like Graco and whatever who are you know, like you know, a Graco high chair looks like a Graco high chair. Like yeah. I don't really have to tell you, like it just, you know, looks like a I don't know, just a high chair. A yeah. high chair that you would just see anywhere, right? But now we're seeing like higher end brands like Stoka 
and um, like they have uh, they have a brand called like no, I'm sorry, they have a, a high chair called like the Click, um, mm -hmm. and then we're seeing Lalo, which is another mm -hmm. brand, and like they, they've got the introduction of like wood, right? And mm -hmm. we have like this association with some materials, like like, yeah, like wood, like birch wood or uh, lighter color woods. At, we associate that now with like with, with premium. Is it mm -hmm. necessarily? Maybe not, but like it's it's on trend, and we're seeing major brands really adopt yeah. those trends. It's very nice to look at. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like and leather that's the handles. Thing is like yeah, that's the thing is like the, with the vegan leather handles. Right. I mean, you saw that in the Vista kind of from the start, right? The right. Vegan yeah. leather handles. The well, they, know, they used to have like frame. a foam, like a foam. Oh, okay. But back in like in 2016, 2017, it was like foam, and then like I think I don't know if it was Uppa, but there were a couple of brands that like adopted like this leather mm -hmm. look. And all of a sudden, it exploded throughout the industry yeah. really, really fast. And now we're seeing all these like leather handles, and then seeing like a brown leather paired with like a black right. frame. It's like you know, is is it like a major shift for the brand? Not yeah, not a ton, but for the identity of you know how we associate what like premium right. looks like. Right. Uh, there, uh, all the brands have really done well at like kind of adopting that and and, and kind of implementing it. Well, I think a lot products. of people are realizing too that like your your kids' products are so dual purpose, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's comfort and protection for your child, but it, people are also really looking at aesthetics. And the more aesthetically pleasing an item is, the more likely it is to end up on somebody's Instagram feed, or it's is oh, to. Yeah. You know, end up being oh, yeah. liked and shared and and photographed and all of that because it is very pleasing to the eye and it doesn't stick out. I think parents are right. realizing like, you know, for us, like I hate having like loud plastic, brightly colored toys in my house. Yeah, that's not because yet. I think it's it's as a parent already being overwhelmed or already being overstimulated. Your kids are right. overstimulated. It doesn't help. Right. And so as you bring that sort of more natural materials into everything that is surrounding your kid. Makes it it allows you to have a house that feels more mature oh, and grown yeah. up while still caring for your child in a really nice way. Oh yeah, that's the thing. Like you've got, because as dads, like you guys know, like there's just so much stuff Right, yeah. you just stuff, stuff everywhere. There's all the stuff time. everywhere, might and it'll be nice to look at. Exactly, it might as well be nice to look at. So it's just like at least it's made of this and has that color, as opposed to just the 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 traditional, you know, Fisher Price right. bright colored white every... plastic or bright yellow. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, so we swung by a, a booth called Gather, G A T H R E, and they're yeah. a brand that's like made a, a bunch of things outside of the baby space. Uh, and freaking Ben sees this thing, and it—it's it, all like it's super the, clean. It's like, the ultimate beige mom like setup. I mean, it was freaking lost. But the it, aesthetic man. of it was just—it <laughs> was gorgeous. It was—it was a wall of brown. Yeah, it was just a wall of like brown that. and beige. But it was like super clean lines. Like yeah. everything is very simple. It's they like had Aspen a, woods. Oh yeah, stuff, Aspen like um, like crawlers, like little ladders they could crawl All over. All Montessori seats. type yep. toys. It, yeah, but it's a look. It's a look that it's, a um, thing. it's it's nice. It's good. I, the problem though is like I feel like. These the principles of things like Montessori and all that stuff, they're good principles. Right. But what is hard is that is now kind of being associated with a, with a certain price point. Right. Where the accessibility of such a good, you know, just good fundamentals, the, like right. the style of parenting, 
I don't like that that's also being associated with yep. like money and yep. is being you associated have to have money to do the to Montessori this. stuff yeah, because it, it's a look it's not necessarily the principles it's right. the aesthetic exactly more and I think that's the that's the the detraction that I, that I don't like because if you look right. at like the core of it with Maria Montessori when she first started this mm -hmm. out in in Italy it, it right. was all about just like making this accessible right to everybody simple natural learning exactly pathways, just like experiential learning yeah like it, yeah. there's a reason why you know that she used like wooden toys right and but now like these wooden toys are so freaking expensive, expensive and it's expensive. like oh my gosh so that's um that, i don't know it's a, it, as as cool as it is there are some things that bother me about it mm -hmm. um and how it just it feels like there's just a slight bit of exclusivity mm -hmm. and it and it kind of caters to like very specific moms that I, I it, is, it is a way to show off it it's is like it is a how, flex. how beige can my house be because the more beige house yeah more for beige sure. your house is the more money you probably dude have. and it's weird how like nowadays like there is a way to flex based off of the things that you're using for your kids mm -hmm. like I like if you are pushing an up a baby stroller yep. or you're pushing something like we saw from Cybex or larger brand like a bugaboo or whatever versus a Greco Kiko, right? Which are mm -hmm. still, they, they make great stuff. Like a Greco Modes is great mm -hmm. stuff, but it's at a much lower price point. Like that is a way to say mm -hmm. like, I drive a Tesla and you drive a Honda Civic. Like, yeah. it, like and yeah. it's sad, but like in the parenting really world, is. especially with the with how big it is in social media, like mm -hmm. you are, I've, I've heard of stories of like moms being shamed because they didn't get XYZ right. stroller. Yeah, you didn't buy the $1,100 stroller. Right. You bought the $200 and stroller. And that bothers me. $50 stroller. That really bothers me. As much as I, you know, I've reviewed this stuff for a long time, yeah. you know, and, and I enjoy reviewing it, but I, it's also like, do you need all this stuff now? So, um, but one, another thing that I thought was really cool is uh, we were at one booth and I think it was called like Jewel or Cool or something like that. And there was a kid sitting on, it was kind of like a lower high chair type thing and he had Down mm -hmm. syndrome. Yeah. And it was a really cool moment of like, you know what, this is, and Ben Ben pointed it out, he's like, I, I love that we are now seeing, you know, just representation. Right. Whether it's in, in color, and um, whether or not you know you have Down syndrome or special needs or whatever, mm -hmm. like at least we're seeing it now. Yeah. And I, do you want to dive into that more? I thought yeah, I thought I think it's really interesting and and a big step forward to see um, you know kids represented from all backgrounds, all ability levels, all um, you know cognitive abilities, all physical abilities, you know whatever it happens to be, uh, because I think it's important because I think it sends a message to. Um, you know, not only parents, but also to other kids, right? Like how many kids are going to have experiences with other kids that may have Down syndrome or look different than they do, move differently than they do, but they've never seen that represented. And so, you know, yep. if they're seeing that in kids' products, I mean, if you're taking your kid to the baby store and you're seeing uh, that type of advertising, um, I think it's really important that they're represented. And I think it's important that the kids who are experiencing that see themselves represented yeah, um, sure. and don't look at that and say, well, I never see myself, so what's what's wrong with me? What's so different about me that I can't be on that billboard or I can't be in that advertisement? Yeah, um, yeah. And I think that's why that speaks to, to us both is that you know, we're in a space that is primarily dominated by moms creating content. Right, like exactly. That's what led both of us to want to create content for dads as we said, dads are not represented well in the space. There's not a lot of voices or, or ideas coming from fathers and, right. and talking about their experiences. And that stems to 
everybody. Yeah. Everybody of different backgrounds and abilities have, you know, a perspective to share on what their experience is with these products. And, you know, this is a very niche space, obviously, yeah. but yeah. Um, just life experience is going to be different through the lens of, of everyone out there. And oh, I think yeah. it's important to, to talk about that and to showcase it. And then what we're seeing in social too is just like how to have like the perfect family, like making right. sleep throughout the entire night, they eat everything mm -hmm. that we give them. And it's like, and it's, you know, but like the reality is like, they're kids with a ton of behavioral issues. They're kids mm -hmm. with a bunch of, um, you know, different things when it comes to like cognitive and, and uh, learning abilities. And it's just, in, I don't know, it's it's a wide array or widespread uh, of, of kids who are out there. And it's not, I don't know, it, parenting is hard. You know, yeah. it's really, really hard. Uh, and um, being able to see that play mm -hmm. out through the marketing or social, I think is yeah. really cool. Yeah, because like, I don't know, I, at least in my feeds, it's, like, it's just the perfect white Utah yeah. mom who yep. uh, has like the most gorgeous Montessori setup and whatever, and yep. like everything's great and they have money. Yeah. And it's like, man, but that's just how it is for everybody. Yeah. So, um, well, yeah, I mean, man. I also imagine being a parent of a kid who is, you know, differently abled or, you know, has cognitive issues or whatever it is, behavioral issues, whatever the case may be. Yep. And seeing your child represented in that advertising, like how much that would mean to see, like, you know, hey, my, that's. You know, I'm not alone. Yeah. Obviously, there are kids out there that are experiencing the same. You know that, yeah. but yeah. to see that represented in a big way among brands that are are you know, I mean, they're still trying to get you to buy their stuff, which is fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, like seeing your kids represented, I think is incredibly important. Oh yeah, for sure. So, um, I mean, we can close it out uh, yeah. because, but I what I'm really excited for, uh, kind of moving forward, is, uh, some of the conversations, side conversations that we had with people were just like. You know, uh, like talking about like sex and drugs with your teenagers at a much mm -hmm. earlier age, and what we had to deal with. You know, that's a, yeah. like a very real thing. The impact of AI uh, and how it's going to affect our kids, and what we have to do as parents to yeah. kind of be aware and pivot. Like these are all conversations that are really exciting, but also really scary. That we're over time we'll dive into. These are side conversations that we had here. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're going to be opening up on that a little bit more as time moves on as we have experiences because it's, um, I think it's, it's just going to get so much more challenging as yeah. parents, the things that we're going to have to be dealing with and adapting to, especially with, with the impact of technology uh, on our kids and just, just drugs. And yeah. it's just like, oh, my gosh. What about that one? We were talking to someone from Veer and she just, mm -hmm. and she's talking about how, like, her daughter, or her daughter is, like, in middle school, I think. And she's yeah. like, Mom, like, all the girls are having sex with their boyfriend, and they're yeah. like thirteen and they're twelve or yeah. something. Like, I'm like, as the as the father just... of a daughter, I am the just yeah dreading man. it. Yeah, but, man. But I think the the key of that conversation that we kind of all came away with was you, you know be open. Uh, yeah, it's be open. Talk to your kids. Make sure you communicate. Uh, make sure they feel safe talking to you. Mm -hmm. um, and this is this is all coming out of conversations from you know representatives from big brands. But at the yeah, end of the day, the majority of these people we're talking to are parents. Yeah, exactly. And so they face very real challenges, which is sort of why they're working for a lot of these brands. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, they're challenges that maybe we're not facing today, but we'll face in the future. Yeah, um, and a lot of what we, I think the, kind of the core tenets of it were, you know, be open, communicate with your kids, make sure that they trust you, make sure you can trust them and, and, and you can kind of all move forward and navigate what essentially is 
unprecedented territory for all of us. Like, yeah. you know, we didn't grow up having to navigate AI or anything like that. So, like, that's going to be a... It, the, in human history, parents have not had to navigate this. Yeah, man. It's, oof. it's scary. Yeah. It's really scary. We're the first. We're, I know, I know. So, we'll, we're, we're the guinea pigs here, but we're going to be uh, covering it as, uh, as time moves on and our kids grow up. So, it'll be fun. But for now, um, we're just going to... We're going to close things out. Thank you guys for watching and listening. Um, again, we'll be back next week to our kind of normal studio setups with our mics and all that stuff. Apologies for the, the, the differences and apologies for the break that we've had. Leading up to this episode, Ben and I, we've kind of been busy leading up to this weekend yeah. and stuff. We've, uh, I've, I've had work things. Ben's mm -hmm. had things going on. So... Uh, it's a little bit of a hiatus. We are real parents, real dads who have to like do stuff as yeah. well. We have families and lives outside yeah. of creating content for, for YouTube. So exactly, it's, uh, exactly. You know, we got a lot of stuff to do. The so. weekly thing, uh, we, we're going to keep trying to do this, but sometimes we're going to miss here and there. Just how it is because uh, we're dads. Uh, but for now, we thank you guys for watching or listening. Uh, any five-star reviews? Through you, oh my, not not YouTube. What is it? All of the things. All uh, the Spotify, places. <laughs> Spotify, Google, Apple. I think those are the main ones. Yep. Uh, we'd really appreciate those. Helping those, uh, those five star reviews are going to help other dads find this podcast so they can listen in and uh, build a, a, upon a strong community that um, that we've really been enjoying engaging with. So thank you guys for watching and listening, and we'll catch you in the next one. Peace. Peace.